talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's edition of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM, where I, Gordon T., your host, get to speak to stars from the world of contemporary Christian music. And I'm very pleased to welcome back to the show, Love and the Outcome. So I've got to say, these guys I love playing them. They're regulars here on Hope FM in the UK, uh, but actually they've got a new record coming out very soon. And we're going to catch up on some of the things that God's been doing with them over the past few months. But let's hear this track right now before we chat with the guys. This is You've Got This. I don't know the way. And that was You've Got This by Love and the Outcome. It's an absolute pleasure to have Jody and Chris back with us again. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey. Hi Gordon, great. Good to see you. <laughs> now, now, normally at this point, I ask people to tell me their story of how they became Christians and things like that. But for those who've listened before, they will know that part of your story, that both of you were brought up in Christian households and basically became Christians probably at a fairly early age, which is which is a really cool thing. I've got to say, that's got to be celebrated. Sometimes we, we make a big thing about where people have been really lost and then found God, and that's, that is great, and that is to be celebrated. But it's also cool that you guys actually found him at a really young age. So, so that's good. Music-wise, as I understand it, you guys were in Canada, and you were both in separate bands. And then because your guitarist couldn't make it one day, uh, Jody. Chris, Chris stood in and, and, and something was birthed from there and, and Love and the Outcome came forth and you moved to the States. So whereabouts in the States are you? Nashville, Tennessee. Is there anywhere else? I've got to ask. It's probably the only place for music, really. So, so that is understandable. Um, so, but when I've been watching you guys on social media um, quite regularly, I love your posts uh, and it has, certainly feels like God's been taking on a journey. And when we last talked, there was this bit where Chris said, we feel like we've been stuck. We're stuck in the mud and we can't get out. And it feels like God's got to come in with a big excavator and lift us up. Mm. Do you remember saying that, Chris? I, I remember something to that effect. Yeah, uh, our son Ziggy would love that visual. So, so clearly, back in August 2018, you had a picture of being stuck in the mud and God lifting you up with, a, with an excavator. Now, I don't, I don't want to say that you were predicting something that was going to happen, but could you possibly tell us what actually happened in the physical with you guys with regards to a heck of a lot of mud? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, uh, over the past few months, uh, our house has been, well, I can backtrack a little bit. Uh, almost a year ago, our house got flooded. And uh, so there was a foot of water throughout the whole house. So, um, and it doesn't really matter if there's an inch of water, a foot of water, or three feet of water, your house becomes unlivable after that point. And uh, everything inside basically got ruined. And um, we've been uh, living at a friend's place for the past six months. And uh, just before Christmas, our house actually got elevated. Off the, off the ground, like literally physically lifted, literally yeah. physically lifted five and feet. In fact, a lot mm -hmm. of mud, a lot of lifters, a lot of every kind of machinery. Our kids were like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> we're like crying, trying to hold it together. Our kids are like, this is a construction site. We love this. <laughs> wow. I, I've got to say, I probably would be more on the crying end of the spectrum, if I'm honest, because losing, losing just your whole home is devastating and it's hard it's hard it's hard when you lose your car keys but when your house is flooded it is a serious thing but as i've watched you on social media i can't say you keep on looking on the bright side and i think it's not just a looking on the bright side mentality i think it's a, a deep rooted faith and trust in god that he's got good things to come what things do you think he has taught you through your house being basically mm. taken off the map I think it's just a, a steady letting go. I feel like that's actually what being a Christian is, is just a lot of letting go. And I'm realizing that like life is not a series of good choices that add up to the, you know, the perfect life, hashtag blessed life. It's actually in the losing that we find. And I know that's not a popular <laughs> 
you know, Beatitudes aren't everyone's favorite message to hear. Um, definitely not my go-to for a pick-me-up necessarily. But when you're in the mud, as you mentioned, and you kind of have had a steady stream of losses, you know, we all have to some extent over the last COVID two years, um, grief and loss has become something we've all had to make space for in our life. And the cool thing is the gospel has lots of space for that. Lots and lots of space for that. How God defines blessing is when we're down and out is when we've hit the ground is when we've lost it all. That is when his kingdom is to be found. When we have so many tears to cry that that's when we feel a strange being held and a joy that doesn't come from a response to a circumstance, but it be, it's a response to God and how he meets us there. And so it's, it's a loss of things and a gain of perspective and a gain of being more deeply rooted um, in a way that for us only deep love and deep suffering has ever yielded. And I wish there was another way, you know, to the listener that's like, I'm going to turn this off. This is, this is the most unmotivating motivational speaker I've ever heard, but um, that's all we have to give right now is just our humanity um, and our Christianity mingled together. And I think that for a long time, I, I tried to grow out of being human. You know, I just thought, okay, I'm a Christian now. And so this and this equals this, and I'll just, I'll, I'll be responsible and we'll be good people. And, you know, all our dreams are coming true. And that was such a God thing. Well, is it still a God thing when your dreams come undone? You know, and I think that there's just a bigger gospel. There's a bigger God um, to be found in the devastating moments of our life. And um, that's a gift that we are aware of. Don't always love it, but um, it hasn't been a loss of faith in this season for us. It's been a deepening um, accompanied by yelling and crying and cussing when our kids aren't around. And, uh, you know, just a lot of, of allowing ourselves to be human. And I know that that sounds really basic, but Truly, I don't, I think we become Christians and, and forget to be human beings sometimes, and it has to be both. And if you've never hit a point in your life that has made you realize that, um, there'll probably be one coming. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. There is so much space to be right where we are. And I just, I feel like our whole MO right now through getting to talk to you through the music we're making through the shows we're playing is hopefully um, allowing people the space to be themselves and to not apologize for where they are. Cause God doesn't ask us to apologize. Yeah. He just asks us to invite him into where we are. Well, I've got to say God's invitation is always a journey in my experience and God doesn't change. So whether or not we're going good, good, good days or bad days, he's still the same loving, faithful father. So uh, absolutely his, his kindness is abundant. Mm -hmm even when around us is absolutely falling apart. Yeah. When we last spoke, uh, Jody, I think it was the very day that your book was going to press. Mm. How did your book go? Because I, I actually thought, oh, I'll nip on Amazon and get a copy. It's out of stock in the UK. Oh, we got to change that. I, I will happily send you one. Yes. <laughs> well, that would be wonderful. But, uh, but did, have you... Have you did, did they get flooded? Did you have boxes of stock, which then just got totally washed away or? Uh, thankfully, uh, the flood happened. No, no, that's not true. Uh, the short answer is no, they, uh, they were not flooded. Yeah, because ironically, um, as it would go, our house was flooded, but our shed and our trailer that are on a little bit like we're talking inches higher ground did not flood. And so we have this beat up old shed full of books and merch. It was fine. Wow. Ruined. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to explain these things. Um, that, that, that's amazing. Selling, selling, selling flooded copies of the book would probably be on point uh, with the message. You know, it's, it's really, it's this funny thing with the message of you got this because you got this, as I say in the book, it's not about having it all together. It's about showing up when you don't. Yeah. So for those people at home who don't know, the yeah. title of the book is You Got This, A Guide to Ditching Perfect and Showing Up to Your Real Life. Uh, and it's, it's devotionals. Is that right? That's correct. And again, like you referenced, Chris saying, talking about the mud, 
I had no idea what was about to come and how hard it would be to be welcomed onto stages as um, a motivational speaker, quote unquote, for the first time in my life, because I've always said, I'm a singer, not a speaker. You know, I write songs, I don't write books. And yet God was encouraging me and my husband to go, don't worry about writing someone else's book. Like, yeah, I know you're not a preacher. Like, just be yourself, write that book. And again, an encouragement to listeners, like, I feel like the most like a failure when I'm trying to meet someone else's standards, when I'm living my life according to someone else's goals. And I was doing that for a while, you know, like trying to write someone else's book. And finally I was like, I don't need to do that. I can just write a five minute a day devotional because that's about how long I have between my kids eating. And that's how much time I have to be with the Lord every day. And surely I'm not the only one that feels like a failure, but still has to keep showing up because if we waited for things to be perfect, we'd never show up. And, um, you know, I thought that, and I wrote that book and then the house flooded and there's been a series of really tough, tough circumstances since then. And I'm on these stages with this book and, you know, I walk up in this sequence suit. And the first thing I say is like, man, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not very motivational right now, but maybe that's the motivation you need to just be allowed to be where you are, you know? So I'm definitely living my message to the full at the moment. (laughs) I think that that sounds very relatable. I suspect that I would probably be blessed by someone at the front going, I just, you know, I haven't got it all together. It's hard uh, rather than someone saying, you need to just think everything's perfect all the time and live in a bubble. My life isn't like that. You know what? I don't know if you find this. I think that the thing that I'm being challenged with right now is there's this term spiritual bypassing that I wasn't really very familiar with until about a year ago, but it's this concept that we just kind of slap a verse on our pain and forget about it. It's almost like using you know, our spirituality and our faith and our scripture to sort of bypass going through it. And I think the other part, if I write another book, it will be, you know, you got this is I don't have it, but God, you do. But then the next step is now, how do we go through this together? Because if we just stop at the, you got this and I don't, it's sort of just empty because that's not what Jesus ever says to me. It's like, okay, I'm not going to take you out of your pain. I'm going to take you through. It would be awesome if it was just like, you know, God, thank you so much for removing all the tough circumstance, but it's just not like that in my life most times. And so I think it's, it's both. It's like, I don't have this God, but you've got this now take me through. And so maybe there's another book in there. somewhere. Uh, It sounds like there definitely is. And I think it's fair to say that God does change situations and does respond to prayer and does bring healing and breakthrough and and miracles, but he is also very interested in growing us and our characters. And uh, sometimes going through the stuff that's the tough stuff is actually the growing stuff as well. So I certainly feel that I'm going through a growing season at the moment. And, uh, and I think it's interesting, particularly as a bloke, the way that, I can sometimes feel that I haven't processed my stuff re- properly with God because I sort of keep it a bit to myself a bit. So I don't know if, if that's a general bloke thing. I've got a suspicion that that probably is the case. Um, that although I know I can trust God with all things, sometimes it's a little bit, I've got to be careful not to do stuff on my own strength because that's actually where it just stays painful for longer. So um, so I'm, I'm going to definitely be uh, pressing in and seeking a bit more of what God wants even though it's probably taking me through the rubbish for longer, I'd rather do it with him than without him. So I think that's probably some of the stuff that you guys model very well. And I like the way that you change things that aren't ideal into adventures. So, um, so I, I think that was on your social, I saw uh, your, your, your van breaking down and then your, your kids pulling your luggage across to go and try and find somewhere to sleep for the night. Your, your kids, I, I think, and when I watched them, so, so we, you were doing worship on Wednesdays during the pandemic so, and your kids were there just going wild. And it was great fun to watch you as, as a family. I think your kids are going to have uh, amazing stories to tell of the way that you've parented them on the road. Are there some stories you've got recently of how being with the kids is actually a blessing, even when it's a challenge when you're on the road? Um, <laughs> how long do you must, have? Yeah. <laughs> You want to just talk about today or (laughs) (laughs) some of the highlights or the lowlights, whichever way it goes. Well, I think, I think I would say first that um, we are trying, or at least I, I know that you are too, but it's very important for me to cultivate a good sense of humor. And I mean, they're only five Milo's almost six and four. So 
some things just kind of go like this. But so Mil- Milo's six and, and Ziggy's four. Milo's six. He will be. When we last spoke, spoke, I think it was about a couple of weeks till it was going to be Ziggy's birthday. So mm-hmm. it was n- he was nearly two at that point. Well, and, and this wow. time it's three days until Milo is six. He was very okay. excited. I said, I said to the three sleeps, buddy. And he was like, oh, I, I know that. I can, I can, I can count that. that. <laughs> and I mean, I grew up, my dad was hilarious. My mom was funny too, but my dad was, he was, uh, he was a cartoon. And grew up with the deep, deep abiding love of Monty Python. And so I always have, always look on the bright side of life, you know, in my ears somewhere. <laughs> and um, we recently discovered America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, and to see your kids lose their minds laughing at other people just doing the dumbest things is <laughs> It just brings such joy to my heart. <laughs> it breaks a bad mood, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it does. In fact, I just before coming on here, I sent a, a text message to my father-in-law who's in hospital at the moment in not, not a great way. I sent him a, a nice little intro. And then I said, I hope this will cheer you up. Sent him a load of dad jokes and then sent him a prayer as well. Because I thought, you know what? You're in hospital. Maybe maybe something funny will help. So uh, humor, laughter, I think it's a gift from God. So, and America's Funniest Videos, they, some of them are very funny. <laughs> so, they love the pet ones the most. Yeah, like, I like the pet ones the best, they're great. Uh, the ones where people wipe out are always the funniest. <laughs> well, one thing that I think, this actually happened at home, because as soon as we get home off the road, we have a few rhythms in place to help us transition back into home life, especially now that kindergarten is a reality for Milo, it's really been important to figure out how to do that as well as we can for his sake. And one thing that helps my mental space um, is my dance class that I do at my community center on Tuesdays. It's with young and old, and it's just a diverse room. And we all just show up in whatever it is and dance our little butts off. And I'm not necessarily contemporary Christian music. No, it's all over the shop for <laughs> sure. And um, it's so refreshing. And And if I'm in a bad mood, like moving your, I always, I have it on my fridge, move your body so you don't lose your mind. And it's real for me. And I was about to walk out the door and it had just been one of those days where I looked in the mirror and I sort of scared myself with the bags under my eyes. And just the way I looked, it was like, I actually had like a visceral reaction to it. Women listening. I know you can, you feel me. And I walked out of the bathroom, sort of really like head hanging low, not feeling awesome about myself. And Ziggy literally out of his mouth. I walked out of the bathroom and he looks at me and goes, You're so stinking cute. <laughs> That's what he said to That's me. And I was so like, great. He's four. He had no idea, you know, how sort of shaming myself that was the place I was in. And he said, You're so stinking cute because you're my little mama. And I just lost it. And again, just to the humor, like if we really are in like present with our kids. They just break up every bad mood, every moment of shame and guilt for not being the ideal woman, the perfect woman. You know, it's all out the window. You're just like, okay, you. I want to see myself how you see me. I want to see myself how God sees me. And kids are good for that. Oh, absolutely. That's a lovely story. I, when when a child just speaks something like that, you know they're just speaking from their heart because where else is it coming from? So, right. oh, what a yeah. blessing. Brilliant. <laughs> what are the things that... Uh, you are hoping you've imparted to your kids as part of it, apart from having fun and, and enjoying life, which is absolutely, I'm sure God wants us to enjoy life. I'm sure we're created to appreciate his beauty. What are the things that they've learned? Obviously, they, they've loved, loved the diggers. They've loved things being like amazing, seeing things change. But what, what things do you think God's imparted into their hearts? Mm. Uh, I think we've all normalized um, death. I know this is going to sound heavy um, and hardship and tears. Uh, I used to apologize for crying in front of my kids. And now I realize that maybe when they cry, they don't feel weird about it. And I think again, coming back to the fact that um, they've been playing flood. So we got a call after the house flooded from school saying, just so you know, uh, we're okay with it but you should know that your kids are asking their friends to play flooded house. And we're like, Oh my goodness. And at first, you know, your reaction is just like, because you want to be in control and have the perfect children that present well, Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, we had a little bit of this counseling um, with a good friend in Nashville and she's like, play therapy is legit. 
Play therapy is how kids work it out. Please don't, don't shut it down. Uh, maybe join in. Maybe you need it too. And so there's been things like that that are just so new to us that we have never navigated before. I'm sure everyone listening has had that, especially during COVID where life looks very different and we've all had to adjust. But playing flood, um, our favorite Uncle Harold, our elderly neighbor fell down his stairs and um, went to be with the Lord um, during COVID. Nothing COVID related, just died. But he was the person my kids saw every single day. And it was devastating for them. All of a sudden he was gone and they're old enough now to talk about it. So the questions that they forced Chris and I to process through that we probably did not want to process, um, we had to, it was, so we would find ourselves at night praying and not knowing what to pray. So we've been praying the Lord's prayer almost every single night. Our kids know it by heart because when we don't know what to pray, God says, pray this. And so we're like, okay, that's what we'll do. And then when it would finish, their little prayers were just the best. I mean, we have Milo on one hand, just a realist. And then we have Ziggy going, God, can you, I pray for Harold. Could you bring him back to life? I just pray that he would breathe again. And then we have Milo going, Ziggy, it doesn't work like that. And the two of them going back and forth, trying to, talk to God in their own language, in their own way. And Chris and I in the middle of it, just going, let's just let it flow. And I think we've both realized that good thing. God does the saving because we cannot save our kids. It's not our job. And that realization of going, my kids have their own walk with the Lord already and kind of breathing a sigh of relief to go, I'm going to do the best I can. Chris is going to do the best he can. But at the end of the day, it isn't my responsibility to save my kids. And that just felt like such a, okay, wow, the pressure's off. And I don't know if anyone else has struggled with that, any other parents listening, but that was just a real relief to me to go, wow, we are walking a road that is unknown, which is what faith is. And my kids are sort of leading the way. Wow. That, that's a lovely story. And uh, I can, in fact, I can remember with my son, I used to make up stories from him at bedtime and, and I'd let him choose what characters were going to be in them. He'd, of, he'd often choose Spider-Man and Jesus. And um, my stories definitely were not entirely biblical, I think is fair to say, but, but the principles of who Jesus is came out in some of those stories for sure. The Marvel, the Marvel Universe is missing out on that opportunity. That's right. I think, that's right. <laughs> there may be some protests about that if they did it, but it would make for some interesting stories. That's for sure. Um, I, I'm unbeatable. Oh, that's good. I love that. I, I think Jesus would love it. I love that you say that because I feel like we're always trying to mix it up in that everything isn't separated out like we think it is. God is in all things. And I think that's beautiful. Talk about Spider-Man and Jesus. It's great. It's refreshing. I think my wife thought it was kind of crazy. She's probably right, but it was fun. Wives are usually right, so I'm not going to lie. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk in a moment about your plans for sort of the coming season, what's going on there. But before we do, it'd be great if you gave an introduction to this next track we've got from you. And it's been our track of the week here on Hope FM, uh, and it's called I'm Not Lucky, I'm Blessed. Mm. Tell us about that track. Why did you write it? What's what's the heart within it? Mm. Well, it's something, isn't it? When you write and record a song and then a week later your house floods, it's uh, especially when it involves blessing. Just to double check that, you, you wrote that song and it was, and you recorded it and it was a week later yeah. that you got flooded. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that is, maybe I didn't realize, I didn't realize, I didn't realize it's genuinely literally a week. Maybe we shouldn't have recorded it. Yeah. It's a little, it got real for us real quick. And the funny thing is, is that Chris and I, it started as a bit of a joke to go like hashtag blessed life, like, because for us just living life long enough to realize that it hasn't always worked out the way we thought it would, you know? So what if this is actually a song that redefines blessing and um, goes back to what scripture really says about it? And what does that mean to you, babe? Well, I always, I grew up and through no fault of, I don't think the teaching, I think it was just what I kind of internalizes that blessing meant reward of some kind. Mm. And I don't think that that is true at all. I think that we are all, we are all born into the blessing. We're, it's, it's a blessing just to be human. And I, I think that that, the 
part of the Beatitudes where Jesus talks about you're blessed when you uh, are content with what you have. Um, we that, don't like that. We don't like highlighting that part too much, though. Yeah, that, that I don't see a lot of reward attached to that mm. type of teaching. Yeah, I think it's um, it's tricky, you know, when and this is just personal for us. But the idea that blessing is health, wealth and happiness sells well, it sells, you know, but it doesn't necessarily work uh, in the world because it leaves people out. And the gospel doesn't leave anybody out. Jesus was all about welcoming in. And so this is really a song for anybody who feels like their circumstance disqualifies them or their life hasn't gone the way they thought it would, or that they don't feel like they're living their hashtag blessed life. Maybe living your best life is just realizing that blessing is your connection to your creator. And that is not circumstantial. I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. I And that was I'm Not Lucky, I'm Blessed by Love and the Outcome. And we're so pleased to have Chris and Jody with us here on The Artist Interview. Guys, thanks for all that you've shared so far. Um, clearly, God has been taking you on quite a journey uh, and growing you together and growing you closer to him uh, through circumstances which I'm sure many people wouldn't want to go through. Um, but obviously, many people are going through difficult times. It would be lovely if you're happy to pray for the listeners at this point. Mm, love to you. God, thank you so much for all of our friends that are tuning in and listening right now. And I just am grateful that all it takes is a deep breath in and a deep breath out to go, wow, I'm alive, I'm breathing, I'm here, and God is with me. And it's beautiful just to be able to be honest with you, God, about where we're at. So I just ask for the courage to be honest, to be vulnerable with you, God, not just to to only pray for things we need and want, but maybe to be honest about where we are. And um, I thank you for each listener. I thank you that they're courageously living their life in the middle of whatever they're going through and that their vulnerability is a blessing to whoever's around them. So God, thank you that you take us through our circumstance, that you walk with us. That's the promise we're clinging to today. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Jody. Okay, so I've got to ask you about something because when we spoke last time, I asked you about what is the thing that you're disappointed about? Do you remember that question? I definitely remember that. Um, and and what is it? What's the thing you're disappointed about? And what is uh, how how is Jesus helping you through that? Was was sort of the question, and and you you, you answered it really well. I felt well, good. I, 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 <laughs> and there's different there's different nuances to there's different nuances to exactly what you said, different bits. But but one of the things that came out from it was a, uh, almost a bit like you felt like that you were stuck in that season uh, that that things have been going really well with the the growth and the success that Love and the Outcome was was experiencing from a point of view of probably fan base and streams and impact. So uh, I think those things go hand in hand. We're not just talking about you having lots of people listening to your music. We're actually wanting, I guess, your ministry, that's your heart, is that the music makes a difference to people. And But it felt like it had plateaued. One of the things that you said in the interview was, we've got a new record or album, as we call them in the UK, coming and it's going to be 10 to 12 tracks and it's only sort of a few months away. Now, we've had COVID, we've had all sorts of stuff going on. Your house has been decimated. It's been uh, not, a, not a good season, but we're now in February 2022. So let me think, that's going to be, is that 16 months since we last talked? Something like that. A lot longer than you had anticipated for this um, album to, to come out. What's God been doing? Why has why there been delay? Because I suspect it's not just that you went, oh, we haven't got enough songs. I'm suspecting that there's something bigger at work. And um, I would be interested if it's okay to ask, what's what, what's been going on? And why is now the right time? Because you could hold off longer. I really hope you don't. I don't know exactly the date when it's coming out, but tell me the story. Um, <laughs> I think the honest answer is... Uh, there were just scheduling setbacks and the, the songs have been ready for a, a while, but um, for whatever reason, we um, we're ready to put them out now. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting how it's easy to attach again, God, oh, it's God time, God timing when it's good things. But it's also God timing when it isn't the ideal way we thought it would go. We have to, we don't just get one or the other, right? <laughs> and I think the fact that the single, I'm not lucky, I'm blessed, the first one to come out from us in a in a while is connected to exactly the season when our house flooded and when we went through some of the toughest days of our life. And it was actually scheduled to come out um, a couple months ago, like you mentioned, the song. And it got pushed back for a variety of just life reasons, right? Wouldn't it be great if everything always went tic-tac-toe? It just doesn't, right? We're not the only ones in control. That's what being on a label is all about. Good days and bad. We love them so much. They love us. But it's not just Chris and I making decisions anymore. And as much as I hate that sometimes, I really need them. I really need them to help us. And so go team. And uh, this is where we find ourselves, the single coming out in conjunction with our house flooding. And even more than that, the single was supposed to come out right before the house was elevated. So the video was actually finished. It was completely wrapped without the home elevation. And then we asked our kids, you know, what should we do guys? Do we sell the house? Do we bulldoze it to the ground or should we raise it up? And they said, let's raise the roof. And we're like, I guess that's what we got to do. That's the only way we're going to feel safe in here again. It, it makes it flood proof. And so we told the label, Hey, can we wait to release this a second longer? Because we've waited this long and now our house is getting elevated five feet off the ground. And our prayer as a family has been, God, give us an elevated perspective. That was literally the first journal entry of the new year, um, last year. And little did I know that an elevated perspective would literally be five feet in the air in a tree house living from a different elevated perspective. So we actually said, press pause, get the elevated house part on video, include it in I'm not lucky, I'm blessed, and then let's release it. So I guess we're trying to say that life got in the way, um, circumstance gets in the way, and then God does what God does with what we have and it leads us to the year. But it leads us to an exciting, I, I, I guess, from, from the point of view of, of someone who's going to receive the album and listen to it and enjoy it, it's an exciting time. Are you excited about the album coming out? Is it one of those things you're going, yes, or is it one of those things where it's been like, I just need it out now? <laughs> How do you feel? Uh, both, but more definitely yes. So Very excited. excited. Like, so ready, so excited. Great, because he's going to birth something wonderful, I'm sure. Uh, so what date is it going to release? Do we actually have a final fixed date now? Yeah, it's in April. I'm trying to, I'm going to look on my phone because I forget. I just know that it's April. Um, let me look here. Mid-April, guys. Just let's just go with that because it may take me a second to figure yeah, out. Yeah, well, mid 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 April. Mid April is, is that, that that's that's something to look forward to. So that's that's great. Um, and how many how many tracks are we expecting? Twelve tracks, right? I think it's twelve. We always have bonus material that we record that you get. We're so as, prepared for this. No, well, it's it's twelve on the physical copy, but actually, to anyone listening right now, if you pre-save the album, you're about to get a few free tracks. So that's why I say it's probably more like fourteen right. songs yep. if you get the free, the, the gratis, the gratis downloads. The extra bits. That's that is great. Okay, well, that's exciting. So, um, and touring. Okay, so touring has been complicated uh, over over COVID. Have you been one of the bands that's been able to get out there and, and do some shows? We have, we have, uh, to a certain extent, uh, the fall was, was really great. Um, it seemed like the COVID scare was, uh, it had gone down, it dipped a little bit at the end of the summer. And so September to Christmas was very busy for us compared to yeah. the 18 months before that. Where we had no um, shows except live streams. Yeah. And now we are, everything's kind of like positioning for um, a, a good back half of the year. Um, we're doing like kind of one-off weekends and things like that until, until the fall and then probably kick things into gear with a big fall tour. We're hoping to get back to Canada. We've postponed wow. that so many times. And uh, it would be wonderful to go back. It's been almost And we've never yeah, played in the years. UK. So, you know, just waiting here. I for... know. <laughs> I know. That would be so much fun. You, you have to save like the best sometimes, don't you? you so um, I, I, I think <laughs> you would always be very welcome in the UK. I'm sure that is the case. Though, though it is a lot smaller than America, I have noticed. So you know what? we're from Canada where there's eight hours between shows and eight people at shows. Like 
if we were doing this for the numbers, we would have, we would have quit long ago. It's just any hearts in front of us that we get to speak to you is wonderful. Oh, well, in that case, definitely come to the UK because it would be, it'd be wonderful. Love it. So, great. Okay. So, uh, with regards to the songs that are coming, is there a theme that you feel has built through the album? Yeah, I think everything that we've just talked about, it works its way in, right? We've never been very good at um, hiding who we really are. We just wear our heart on our sleeve, whether we're sharing like this, which is beautiful, or in our songwriting. And I think it's partially because we're married. And um, when we get up on stage, it's like date night, but it's still just, it's just us, you know, maybe with a few more sequins and lights. But uh, so the album is always really reflective of our season. And I feel like you can hear that when you listen to all of our records, you know, the first album sounds like a road trip because it legit was, we were living in our Jetta. We just sold almost everything we owned. And that's where those songs came from. The second record was a really, in terms of stats and numbers, a real success season for us. Um, also sort of a, a redefining like, wait, we're Canadians in America. We don't quite fit, but maybe that's the point. And a bit coming into our own again to go, Right. We've played bazillions of shows now on big stages across America, like the dreams come true. But like, have we lost ourselves in that at all? And I feel like you can hear that on the second album. And this album, I feel like, is pretty raw. And the funny thing about us when it's raw is that there's so much light that breaks in. And you can't fake that stuff. That's the real stuff. That's the real light. That's the real hope. Um, and I feel like this is actually a pretty... Uh, there's some good dance parties on this one, even though we're saying some pretty hard truths and we're suffering a lot, the deeper light and the deeper hope is shining through big time. And so I don't mean that this is a depressing album. I actually think it's the opposite. I think it's a pretty uplifting album because it's raw and it's honest and it's where we are. Oh, okay. Well, that that has made me all the more to, uh, excited about looking forward to hearing it. So deep, <laughs> deep, but also with some dance moves. I'm I'm down for that. That would be great. Right. Okay. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned the, the fact that you've toured previously with big people. Was it, was it 2018? Your last album came out. Well, we released "You Got This," which was a six song, kind of like a an album. Was, yeah, yeah. The EP. And that one came out. When did that come out? Is that the one? That was 2020. So yeah, there was a little, here we go in the middle of it all. Um, but yeah, full length, you're right, was 2018, which is crazy. Actually, it was 2016. Was it really? Mm. Was it 2016? Are you sure? Maybe 2017. I guess we don't know. We're going to rely on you, Gordon. Help us. <laughs> well, I'll have to go and ask Dan in the studio because he is encyclopedic on these things. Good, so um, good. Perfect. Yeah, let's, I, let's lean I, on him. Damn, why didn't you brief me on this? Nobody knows the answer. Which, which label are you with out of interest? Uh, we signed to Word Records and it is now Curb, Curb Word. Word Records. So lots of changes there too. Okay, but but they're working out well for you. You said, it, you said go team, so you need each other. Oh, man. Absolutely. You know, it would be great to be able to separate our humanity from business and just be like, well, this is business and we can just act mean and get things done but you just can't like human beings all doing their best uh for each other that's it and sometimes we agree with the decision sometimes we don't i'm not going to paint it to be a perfect picture for any aspiring artists out there there's definitely a give and take to being indie and being signed but um we as a married couple as a team needed a team because we would go crazy if all we ever did was talked about business and and all that side of things. So we needed some team in that regard. So so obviously you were talking about the business side of things. So what does a record label actually do for an artist then? The biggest thing is get our songs to the radio off the top of my head. Uh, in Canada, um, we were doing all of that. We were spending every penny we made to just propel the career forward, you know? So it's really, really lovely to be able to rely on a team to go, okay, you've given us the songs. That's the part that the label can't do. And so that's what we can do. What we focus on is the creativity of it all. And then they really help birth it. They help get it to the radio. They help wrap it up in a wonderful marketing plan. And we just do our best to share our hearts and share our songs. Well, I've got to say that record label has got quite a number of, I would say great artists on there. So, and it's, it sounds to me good that you're in the mixer. And you mentioned about touring and playing big stages. Uh, who who have you toured alongside? Who's been, in fact, your favorite person uh, to share a stage with? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, just recently we did some shows with Tim Timmons. And he was a delight. Oh, man, he's a riot. <laughs> uh, 
I would say don't want to leave anyone out. They've all been so much fun. It's okay. They're not all listening. You can be honest. We don't have to be Canadian. Police. Okay. You Stephen be, Curtis Chapman. You can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because everyone thought you were his son. <laughs> that's, that is funny. I, I like Stephen Curtis Chapman. And he does often get mentioned uh, by people as being people that I, I was inspired by, I enjoyed being with. And um, uh, he gave me some really helpful advice, things like that. So obviously, Stephen Curtis Chapman, I've got to say, it sounds like a really good guy. As we'd say in the UK, a good egg. A good egg. <laughs> yeah, I love A it. good egg. So, yeah, okay. So, and, and a show once upon a time with Martin Smith, who was, you know, one of my heroes growing up. Mm -hmm. um, that was a long time ago. In I, the would, Philippines. I would love to do it again. So, Martin, if you're listening, let's do some shows. He was he was on the show two two weeks ago from when we were recording this. So, um, so and he's in the Philippines right now, I think, actually. Oh, really? That's where we met him. Yeah, he 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 didn't want to talk about anything except his kids. It was the cutest thing, and we didn't have kids yet. So we spent the whole breakfast, like Chris was like suppressing, talking about all the delirious oh, songs. I was totally geeking and, out. And he's just like, here's it's my not, kids. It's not cool. Uh, well, he's, 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 he's a grandpa now. So now he talks about his grandchildren. That's so right. Yeah, uh, we had Ellie on our um, podcast and that was that was really sweet. She's lovely. I know that's an interesting thing because you just mentioned your podcast because the Love and the Outcome podcast, is it still running? That's a great question. We're trying to figure out if we should start another season. So thanks for putting us on the spot. <laughs> We're, we've done four, se three seasons of it. Chris produces it, so he knows the details more than I do. But uh, it, it's a lot of work. It's Yeah, that was the third season. And it's been amazing. And I think sometimes, I'm sure you feel this in your life, we're very committed. And so when we start something, we feel like it can never end. Like this is, this is it now we're podcasters, but the truth is that's just not how seasons work. I mean, if it was always summer, then we'd all live in LA and, and I don't even know if I really want that. Um, seasons are beautiful. So we don't know if it's still a podcast season or not. We're trying to figure out now that the road has picked up again so much. There's so many things we started when we weren't touring that we are having a hard time maintaining. And so we're trying to figure out how to be parents of now a kindergartner who that's a full-time thing and it affects the whole family and podcasters and musicians and writers and do all, we have a Patreon uh, that people can join and follow along with where we give extra content and some extra TLC. We still do all of our worship Wednesdays, but they're just for our Patreon family. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and it's just, it's like, God, what do you have us to do in this season? And what do you not have for us to do in this season? And I think that's an important thing to be asking. And we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, it's about prioritizing, isn't it? Because there's so many things that all of us oh. could be doing. And it's yeah. about getting the getting the ones which are, well, sometimes you can spend so much time trying to work out the very best options that actually you're exhausted just by it. But sometimes you just need yeah. to go with what God's put in front of you as well. But it, but it yeah. It's, it is important to make sure we just don't do everything because we'll just burn out. That's exactly right. Obviously, you guys love reading the Bible, uh, and it would be nice if we could find out from both of you, who is the Bible character that you most relate to and why? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. Unfortunately, in this moment, I would probably say Job off the top of my head. But I had a feeling you'd say that. That's honest. Um, I, I have not lost my wife and my kids yet, and I prayed Jesus that that will not happen. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm from, sure. From a material point of view, I feel like Joe. <laughs> Jody, how about you? Oh, man. Well, I know Christmas feels a million miles behind us, but it's- Father Christmas is not in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but having just done a Christmas tour for the first time in a couple of years, it was beautiful because I love talking about Mary um, and relating to the fact that, you know, she was a new mom and didn't know what she was doing either. I would imagine just a real life, girl trying to figure out how to be the mother of God and just the mother of a baby. And I always, I, I laugh about it, but I'm like, I'd love to have had tea and sat down and just gone, okay, like, is Jesus sleeping? How are you Like, how are you getting naps? Do you sleep when the baby sleeps? Like talk to me, you know? Um, and just kind of realizing that the only thing that qualified her for her calling was that she said yes. And the only thing that qualifies me for mine is that I keep saying, yes, God, I'll follow you. It's, you know, you just give me this strangely, I've never thought about this all that aspect of Mary really. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I've just been going, hold on. She had no disposable nappies and no washing machine. Right. How do you deal? How do you deal? There, there would be some interesting conversations. I'm sure she could teach a thing or two. Um, okay. So, so uh, and what about situations where 
things have gone wrong. I don't want to talk about the house. Maybe something's a bit more lighthearted. Situation where things have gone wrong uh, and God has turned them around, um, perhaps maybe on the road. Oh, man. It's endless. It's endless. Um, God doesn't always turn it around in the way that you want it to be turned around. But there is always a turnaround. There is always an upside with God. And um, our kids got two pool days out of our uh, starter exploding. That's right. When our car wouldn't start, the hotel that was in Mm -hmm. the parking lot that we walked to had a hotel. So they swam their faces off and thought it was the best vacation Mm -hmm. of all time. Uh, So it's in little ways, big to them. And then also, honestly, I can't really separate some of the flood stories because there are more miracles than there are hardships. Wow. They're really just are. There really are. And I'm not saying that I appreciate it as such in the moment, but looking back, there's a song on the new record called look what God has done. That's about that. And for one really practical way, our dentist, okay. Our dentist who had never met me, it was our kid's dentist found out by driving by our house to go to work, what had happened to our home and left a message on our answering machine and said, I want to pay your utilities for the next half of the year, and you will not be paying for any dental work. It's on me. This is our dentist. Doesn't know us, doesn't know us as loving the outcome, nothing like that. Just her clients that go to see her. And it is, I have 10 stories like that of things that God does through regular people, just being aware of a need and meeting it. That is genuinely and absolutely astounding and lovely story. I love your dentist. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to start using your dentist because clearly good things happen. Come on, <laughs> that's Dr. Mitchell. Shout out to Dr. Mitchell. Yes, incredible. Dr. Mitchell, the UK salutes you. Wow, wow, that is the coolest. <laughs> Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview. With regards to people connecting with you. How do people find out what you're up to, what you're doing, see a bit more about Jodie and Chris and the kids? Online. We are the people running our social media. We haven't given that away. It's too important to us. So if you're on Instagram or Facebook, it's just at love and the outcome spelled out one word. Uh, The podcast, um, there's some really, I'm really proud of the conversations. They're just life-giving. So you can find that under love and the outcome, the podcast and uh, our website is just lovingtheoutcome.com. It sounds very simple to find you. So if you didn't get any of those social media things, just go to lovingtheoutcome.com, uh, all spelled out as letters, and you'll be able to find the guys and connect with them because you are totally right. I think it's true. When I look at your um, socials, you guys are interacting with people. It's a very much a place where people can feel welcomed. But I would also say you don't shy back from saying things that you feel strongly on your hearts. Even when I have seen numbers of times you say something, I think, wow, they're bold and brave for saying that. And it's, it's right. What you're saying is, is right, but it's maybe controversial in some manner. And you lose fans over it. I've seen people say things on there that I've gone, why would they say something so hurtful? We just mean in your face stuff when I'm assuming that they're Christians and you're saying some stuff about God's love about all sorts of stuff. I'm thinking, man alive, it's a, it's, a, it's tough out there in social media land sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast, isn't it? Uh, it is. It gets crazy. But at the end of the day, um, if we know our motivation and we're truly doing it to love people and help people feel included and welcome, um, then we can we can just go for it. And it means that sometimes it's harder than other times to respond in love. So sometimes we have to take a beat before we respond. Um, but we don't delete anything unless there's actual bullying happening, because if you delete it, what was the point of the conversation? So it gets pretty crazy sometimes, especially over, um, things that have come up in the world. But I feel like if you go to our page, there should be a pulse on the world. It shouldn't be so separate where we just have our heads in the clouds and we have no idea what's happening on planet earth. So I like it to be a bit of both, um, where people can, can land and talk and feel like we, we're in it. We're in it. Well, I I like it. I find it to be refreshing and real, which I think probably summarizes you guys from my point of view. You're, you're refreshing and real. And I, I like that about you very much. I like the fact that it sounds like you're leaving the record label to do the business side of things. I hope they don't listen to this bit because sometimes it feels like you go, well, you know, I've just got to be faithful for what's on my heart. And if I lose some fans, I just need to be true to who God's calling me to be. And 
I think that takes guts. So I commend you for it. Well done. Uh, any listeners, do go and check out their social media, follow them and, and give them some encouragement because these guys, great band uh, and speak a lot of truth and sense. Okay, we have got time for one more track from you. Now, what's this track called? I forgot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which no. One did, which one did we choose? Only Ever Always. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> this track is called Only Ever Always. <laughs> it, it is. That is the track name, Chris. You, remember, you know that thing where they go, you had one job. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I play the bass and, you know. Well, I, I partially. Everything else is gravy. I partially wanted this one because it's, isn't it your favorite track on the album? I do love this song. The bass. Let's just talk about the bass for a minute. If you listen to this well, track. The song originated with three different bass riffs. So it's like. It's got to be your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now we just have to figure out how to play them all live at the same now, time. Now, just to check, is this a song that lots of people in the world have listened to already? No. No. Nobody has heard this song. This is a world exclusive right now here. So thank you very much, Chris and Jody, for, for having a song that actually is right now going to be something that's going to bless people. Before we hear it, tell us more about what it's about, why you wrote it, uh, and how you want to impact people. We're so happy to share it with you for the first time. We're not going to tell the label that this, we're just doing it. We're going to ask forgiveness later. Um, this song is really what I feel and what we feel God is saying to us this year. I only ever always love you. That's it. I only ever always love you. So if you are listening right now and you've been hearing do better, be better, be more, work harder, that shame wheel that we all have in our heads at times from time to time. God doesn't do shame. That is not God's voice. That may be you being a little bit too hard on yourself, but that is not God. And so this song really clarifies for me and hopefully for everyone listening, that that is not the voice of God. The voice of God is saying to you right now, I only ever always love you no matter what. Well, I've got to say beautiful introduction. Absolute truth. God never stops loving us. Let's see this track right now. Jody and Chris from Love and the Outcome, thank you so much for joining us on Hope FM for the artist interview. This is your brand new track, Only Ever Always. God bless you guys. Goodbye. Bye. You too. Bye. And that was Only Ever Always, a world exclusive from Love and the Outcome. Thank you so very much to Jody and Chris for joining us for the artist interview. I've got to say, I love those guys. I think that their music just makes me feel a little bit happier. And uh, this next album, looking forward to so much. And the album, of course, Only Ever Always, coming out in April. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview.